Welcome to episode 18 of the RMD podcast from Reverse Mortgage Daily. I'm Chris Clow, editor of RMD. In this episode, we sat down with Reza Jahangiri, the founder and CEO of American Advisors Group, to discuss all of the different dimensions of growth and change that the reverse mortgage industry has been experiencing over the course of the very unique year that is 2020. AAG has maintained its position as the reverse mortgage market leader, for many being the most ubiquitous brand in the space due to its size and visibility. We talk about ways in which AAG has maintained its lead in the industry, the product types that are likely to do the most business now and in the future, what the recent publication of the MMI report and the rise in the Heckam lending limit means for the home equity conversion mortgage program, how the pandemic has affected AAG's plans for both 2020 and 2021, and a whole lot more. Hope you enjoy it. Reza, thank you so much for joining us on the RMD podcast. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, Chris. Absolutely. You know, really, really pleased to have you. We've wanted to have you for a long time, so I'm glad that we were able to make the stars align for it this time. So I guess just to start us off, I'd like to get in a bit of a reflective mood, if you don't mind. I was wondering if you'd reflect for us a little bit on the year we're now preparing to leave. How would you say that 2020 for the reverse mortgage industry at large has gone? And what has that meant for how things are going at AAG? 2020, year to be remembered here. Crazy, unprecedented, unpredictable for most of us on the globe. I kick off, Chris, by saying, as you know, seniors have been hit the hardest with the pandemic. And we feel very fortunate that we've been able to be there for them and our customers when they need us the most. And I'm speaking for AAG and the industry. So I feel very fortunate about that aspect. At AAG, we were able to transition to a remote workforce pretty seamlessly. And I was very proud of that with very little impact in business continuity. I think the rest of the industry did a good job of that as well, too, from what I saw from afar. Mm -hmm. And in fact, we're actually seeing greater efficiencies. As you know, most people are not commuting any longer. There's no commute times. They're working longer hours. And a lot of people are finding to be more effective and efficient as a surprise out of their homes. And you know, eventually, there's going to be cost savings from reduced real estate footprints and structural lifts from this when all the dust settles and we're probably a hybrid model of being in and out of the office. Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, I think COVID is acting as an accelerant to an already existing trend of people wanting to Asian place. People want to live in their homes. They want to utilize things like in-home care. I think that this has been an accelerant. People don't want to be out in, um, as we know right now, seniors don't want to be susceptible to the, to the pathogen and be out in senior living and nursing home type environment, even more so than before. And I think our country and our industry are at a pretty interesting inflection point right now. We're seeing more widespread acceptance of home equity extraction and retirement. We're seeing that in other countries like the UK. We're seeing a changing of the tide and the tune here with commentators and experts within our country. And I think there's further macro factors kind of helping give tailwinds to the industry. Uh, rising home values, that has not stopped, especially in suburban areas where a lot of senior seniors benefit. And of course, the low rate environment is going to be very beneficial, even though I believe we're a cycle agnostic market. You know, we do well in up or down markets. I think low rates really do give that extra boost to give consumers greater proceeds and, of course, low cost of capital, which is great. Sure. Great. In terms of the transition that you mentioned to a a stay-at-home workforce, I'm curious about what you've noticed in terms of efficiency on that front. Have you been surprised by what has occurred at AAG with that? 
Yeah, I mean, first off, I got to give kudos to the government and the industry. FHA and HUD had a great COVID response. We did a lot of contactless you know, transactions for many months, the remote appraisals, and that combined. So we had continuity. That combined with the fact that we're seeing amazing you know, pull-throughs right now in loans. We're seeing amazing lead conversions. There's a lot of pressure right now throughout the industry and the broader mortgage market on fulfillment, because I think pipelines are bigger than people were staffed up for. That's maybe causing some um, leakage in terms of turn times. But in general, all the key metrics when it comes to our our business, they're either at or all-time highs. I can't exactly peg that to anything specific. Some of it is we've just had, we've been shaken up and are now adapting to change in a very positive way. And we're good at change management as an industry, I think. Have you noticed anything in terms of a split between uh, retail and wholesale activity when it comes to the business during the pandemic? I think both from my seat and looking at dashboards, both are up. I think the wholesale participants are doing very well. Our wholesale channels are doing very well. One of the competitors, they're doing well. I do think in general, our retail platform is seeing a lot of similarities to what the rest of the industry is seeing. And we're getting back right now in scale mode which we're very excited about trying to add new headcount and deploy more in marketing and kind of leaning into these, um, these positive dynamics. Excellent. Great. I've talked a fair amount over the last couple of months with other industry leaders and they have told RMD relatively recently within the last one to two months that Heckam is going to be the lead or in the lead of the industry, I should say, for the foreseeable future in comparison with other reverse mortgage product types. Is that something you agree with? Yeah, I think I agree with that, especially with lending limits being up to over $800,000 now. That's going to definitely put some momentum for, for Heckam. Personally, on, from my perspective, Chris, I think the issue is less, you know, is prop volume going to beat Heckam or vice versa? We got to figure out how to get adoption up holistically for seniors using home equity for better retirement outcomes. I think an important part of that is going to be having a larger footprint for the proprietary product. And we know why that's important. All of us do. You know, we, we need diversity away from government. There's certain attributes and features from a product offering standpoint that consumers' needs are not being met, especially at higher home values. Eventually, we'll maybe be able to bridge the gap for some of the, the, the Heckam gaps. But Overall, I think repositioning this market and innovating and testing more holistically on marketing, messaging, distribution, being product agnostic, and a big piece of it being proprietary innovation and more investment in proprietary creates the ingredients to have greater adoption. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. I actually was on a a webinar yesterday with a couple of other industry executives, and uh, they posited that a high loan limit of over $800,000 is probably going to eat into proprietary volume. What's your perspective on that? I think in the short term, yes. Just because the inflection point for where proprietary makes sense for consumers from a proceeds standpoint, that, that threshold goes up. I do think there's a, you know, kind of an adjacent point here there's a pretty large opportunity that we have not figured out how to really capitalize on in the market. And it's an important one, and that's RIAs and financial planners. RIAs, I think, are about 68% of the market for planning. They're fiduciary standard. And I do believe the proprietary product, especially as we innovate more, can meet the needs of a lot of consumers that are not being met with greater assets and higher home values. 
And I do believe RIAs are shifting the tune in their view on looking at the holistic picture of home equity with other assets as part of a dynamic retirement plan. So there's tons and tons of opportunity for pie growth here. And I think proprietary can really help support this trend with the RIAs and financial planners that we think is long overdue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, uh, I certainly don't need to tell you that a big indicator of industry health is the FHA's annual report to Congress detailing the performance of HECM within the Mutual Mortgage Insurance Fund. What do you make of HECM's performance in 2020 on that front? And what do you think it says about where the industry is going to be headed over the next year? Could not be happier. Last several years have led to materially positive shifts in the HECM book, as you know, Chris. And as painful as the changes have been for those of us that live it in the industry and are responding to change, the change has worked. You know, financial assessment, utilization restriction, MIP and PLF changes, all of them have bolstered the performance of the HECM portfolio. Fund has recovered much of the way losses. We saw a $15 billion lift the last several years. And now we're originating a product even with tighter underwriting parameters and less proceeds highly effectively. And the industry is more stable. So I think it's I think it's a more attractive market. And we've just demonstrated once again, we're capable of withstanding change and being stronger on the other side. And I think the big benefit here is that we've addressed, I believe, almost all historical reputational issues. And most of the fiscal issues that had led to MMI um, losses. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, um, you know, the reputational component and uh, certainly the pandemic all sort of uniquely combine into the way that the product is communicated to potential borrowers. How would you say that the pandemic specifically, though, has affected AAG's messaging strategy to potential clients? Well, you know, I'd say we'd moderately changed our messaging because of the bolstering demand age in place. And as I mentioned, of course, as everyone knows, seniors are susceptible to the virus, so they feel safer at home. We're working around the concept in our messaging of you know seniors using home equity for home modifications and for other expenses like in-home care. So we've highlighted that a bit more so seniors could live comfortably and safely in their home, and that's the message. But it's not drastically changed. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think that that's pretty understandable. I'm curious, kind of deviating from the business a little bit and beyond just the business, how would you say that the pandemic has affected you the most? I, I think it's like many, it's really helped to reclarify my value system. When it comes to priorities, what I do with my time and who I spend it with, I'm being really thinking critically of that. It's really highlighted for me how important finding purpose is in everything I do. What else? Gratitude has been a, a big theme. I spoke with a bunch of teammates yesterday that work for AAG, and that was a profound thread that we all had in common. And then, you know, the obvious like perspective, having better perspective of, of just thinking about the importance of health and then how good I personally have it just holistically in my life. And, you know, I, I think in addition to that, for me, maybe arguably most importantly, I think with things, most of us feel like things have slowed down and it's helping me me be more present in everything I do. My relationships, my work, I'm feeling definitely more grounded and present. And I'm definitely not saying this time has not had its challenges. I know a lot of people are suffering, both economically and health-wise. I've had my moments as well, especially in the beginning months. We had some pretty tough months. Uh, but I'm I'm mostly reflecting on the learnings and the upside here with you. And then on the business front, I think there's a lot of similarities to the broad realizations 
I, you know, we have a lot to be grateful for. We built an amazing company, community, culture. I love the fact that we're helping solve a social issue, the retirement crisis. That continues to give me purpose. It makes life more meaningful knowing that I have a business that has that crossover with an aspirational vision like addressing the retirement crisis. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there is something that is inspiring in a way about the fact that you know we are all in this together and it's something that is uh, is just universally affecting everyone. The shared kind of experience doesn't make the impact any less severe, but at least there's a... Uh, a sort of camaraderie that I think has emerged from all of this. And I think that that, especially talking to other industry leaders, there's already such a collegial attitude between the leaders of this industry. So it's nice to hear that on that front, you know, there's, there's a united purpose to the, the point that the industry is trying to serve. So it's, it's nice to hear that that's reinforced for you as well. Is that something that you're feeling too across the industry? Just this sense that we are all in this together? Could not agree more. I feel deep bonds with the people in this market and the people that have stuck with it over the years. I think we've all evolved together. And I think we truly are all aligned around a greater purpose. And even at times when it's been unpopular, and we know we feel that way being in this market, people don't understand how our product works, how the concept of using home equity fits into retirement. And I think we've banded together. And I think COVID has brought us even tighter together. Yeah. I'd like to to shift to some of the broader issues that could push the direction of the of the reverse mortgage program and the business a, a different way. Curious from your vantage point if there's anything that you foresee affecting the industry in the near term given the impending change in leadership that we're about to have at HUD and uh, elsewhere in the government. You know, I'd say independent of leadership change, we've done a lot. The government's done a lot of work the last 10 years or so. And we're seeing the results. We've seen the MMI fund move in the right direction. We've seen the new vintages of loans be negative subsidy. And we've seen things like T&I delinquencies down materially from where they were prior to the financial assessment of 2015. Uh, We've seen utilization rates on average down, which is a good thing. And so all of that has led to a better picture. And I think it's positioned the product for more of a mainstream position in society. So I don't really foreshadow anything negative. I, of course, I could be wrong. And from this administration transition, it just hasn't happened yet. So it's too early to tell exactly what the priorities are going to be. But overall, I, th- I think we're in a pretty positive place. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. Well, it's at least a little bit encouraging to hear. I certainly hope that that positivity continues. And, but in terms of um, the effect that this whole ordeal has had on the business at large. I'm curious if you find it surprising or do you maybe even find it reinforcing in a way that the industry's stability has been maintained throughout this very unique crisis? Again, there's a lot of analogs, I think, with AAG and the broader industry. And so I'll speak, uh, take the liberty to speak for both. I think when you have a market that's had change year after year thrown at it, at times unpredictable change, I really do think you become good at response and you become more nimble and you become more resilient and you become stronger on the other side and better on the other side. And I think that's the story of the reverse mortgage market. That's definitely the story of AAG. I talk about that with my team all the time. That's that's one of our superpowers. And so our response to COVID as a market, I'm not surprised about. I'm not surprised that we uh, we did a good job. We banded together. We coordinated with the government. We put up with the... Uh, the March and April 
bond market disruption, dislocation, I think very calmly and orderly. And uh, now, now I think we're, we're seeing some stability, which allows us to be in a position to help more and more seniors at a time when they really need it. Absolutely. Well, that's, that's good to hear. And it's a very understandable perspective considering all of the, all of the craziness that we've seen all over the place in 2020 and, and the fact that, uh, that people seem to have a higher level of awareness for this product category. It definitely speaks to the, the communication of the industry, especially now when, when people probably need this kind of a product category more. But I'm curious about how all of these things that we've talked about so far have translated into what you've identified as AAG's biggest priorities for 2021. You've alluded to, you know, what we could be seeing in the industry over the next several months, the next year. But when it comes to the things that AAG really wants to hit in 2021, what would you say that those things are? I would say at the core business level, we're continuing to always optimize the business. And right now we're in scale mode. Like a lot of people that are listening to this podcast, we're hiring a lot of new people, sales, fulfillment people, we're investing more in marketing. And I think from a AAG specific theme, we're going and doubling down, arguably tripling down on technology for process improvements and for front end innovation. So that's, I'd say that's what's kind of on the docket for 2021 at the core business level. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I'm of the view we're at an inflection point when it comes to home equity usage for retirement. And we've seen a lot of evolution in the market from all the program changes, commentators, financial experts, retirement experts. The tune is changing around this product category. And of course, we have a, a good market dynamic with low rates right now. I think it's time to capitalize. And what do I mean by that? I mean, leaning into the innovation dollars and spending at AAG specifically, it means we want to reposition to become a product agnostic home equity extraction business for retirement. I've talked to you before, Chris, and we've been on the record the last four or five years that we've been doing a lot of heavy lifting with standing up traditional mortgage capabilities, residential services capabilities to help people relocate. We've brought a bunch of products in store. We've brought the fulfillment in-house for those things. And now... I'm, I'm hoping that even after a couple years of delay because of the 2017 changes we had to respond to, we could lean in in 2021 and effectuate this transformation. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'm curious about what you think people in the industry at all levels from, you know, the street level loan originators talking to borrowers on a day-to-day basis on up through uh, other executives should keep in mind as the new year approaches? What comes to your mind on that front? I'd say to everyone listening, you're doing amazing work. Stick with it. We all, the collective, we we know the picture and the data. We know that we have accumulation, decumulation, and entitlement issue in this country. And it's all leading to uh, an exacerbated retirement crisis. We all know that over half of seniors, when they retire, their quality of life goes down standard of living. And that's not acceptable for a country this great. After 40, 45 years of working really hard, uh, you want, you deserve a stable and positive retirement. And I think the picture of more and more reliance on social security and entitlements, I think it's like something like three quarters of seniors primarily rely, their, their primary source of income is social security. And they're still struggling to meet the basic uh, needs because of rising things, rising costs like healthcare and medication. So I think all this picture, 
not only has it been unsustainable, it's getting worse and worse. And we're all helping in this industry to address that. So the, the one tip I would give, and this is, this is nothing different than I say to my team internally. And when I look in the mirror, uh, make sure I'm holding myself accountable to is we need to learn from the lessons of the past to help address this issue. Uh, the fact that we're fortunate enough to have some nice market dynamics and we've come a long way from a programmatic standpoint, we need to be long-term focused. We need to put investments in five, 10, 15 year type initiatives. And that takes some guts and risk taking and some discomfort. And we know, we know, we've seen people on this podcast, but more so than me that talk to customers, see the life impact of incorporating home equity for retirement. And we know that there's millions of seniors that could benefit from this concept that currently are not utilizing this. And I'll, and I'll end with, you know, I think the historical, you know, retirement deal was that the retirement formula in this country was you get a job, you buy a house, you pay off your house, you own it free and clear, you retire and you bequest and leave the, the house to your children. That formula just no longer works. The data is too compelling. The stories on the ground are too compelling. Home equity has to be a large part of the solution. So keep fighting the fight. And uh, we're all in this together and looking forward to hopefully a prosperous and innovative uh, 2021 uh, for us all to be able to help more seniors. Excellent. Well, I think that that's a great note to end on. Reza, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us on the RMD podcast. We're really happy you were able to join us and I hope we can do it again sometime. Thanks for having me, Chris. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to episode 18 of the RMD podcast. Again, a very special thanks to Reza Jahangiri at AAG for being so generous with his time in discussing the state of the reverse mortgage industry. For more news and insights on that industry, be sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at reversemortgagedaily.com. If you haven't already, subscribe to the RMD podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast content. I'm Chris Clow, and this has been a production of Aging Media Network based in Chicago, Illinois. Stay safe and have a happy new year.